Good morning, Di, or good afternoon. <laughs> Hello, Hema. Hi, Di. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm hot. <laughs> Oh gosh, really? Is it really hot there? Oh, it's uh, forty degrees. I'm in an air conditioned room, mm -hmm. and it's it's still must it's struggling. But I'm oh. hot probably because I've just been off to have my hair cut, and so I had to rush. It yeah. looks beautiful. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had it short. I've just had it cut quite short. Yeah. It's, well, for the heat, it's probably ideal, right? Yeah, because it was just so hot. And they get my hair gets so heavy. Yeah, you've got so much hair. So. I do have a lot of hair, which is great. But it's all good. Let's just put everybody over here. And everybody knows before we start, right, um, although I think I've already pressed the record button. doesn't matter. I'll cut this bit out. Everybody knows that if you want to be seeing somebody just as the screen, that you can go up into the top right-hand corner and you can press gallery mode or you can press speaker view and that will show you exactly who's speaking. So after I've made my first, uh, my introduction, then when somebody's speaking and you really want to listen to them or really feel them, then you can actually look at them on the big screen, just them and not everybody else. So you can go from person to, per from person, to person. So that's up in the top right-hand corner of your Zoom screen. So um, welcome, everybody. This is Series 5. Can you believe that? Isn't that so exciting? Series 5. And I really do think that people are starting to get that this is a very safe place and they're not going to be sold. It's not going to be hyper. It's not. Yes, they can contact us from, from getting to know us, but I think people there's more and more people that are starting to trust which is, is quite a beautiful thing. So I, uh, I want to thank everybody for contributing and helping our vision to come to fruition. It's very beautiful. So what we're talking about today is how to create your intent, your year from intention. And I specifically wanted us three, as in Hema, Regina and myself on for this particular session with no guest speaker, because I really wanted it to be heartfelt and value-based and still having some really realistic feet on the ground nuts and bolts like principles that we're going to talk about and I think also because it's the first in series five and we're just coming out of 2020 I think that there's so much unrest in a lot of people that I think what's going to come out of this conversation will be highly useful for people. So welcome. And let's just do this little introduction first, which um, some of you have seen before. I can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. Can't hear anything. The volume seems to be down on the video. That full bore. So if it's not working, we won't use it. I'm not going to be mucking around with technology. So welcome. And our next, what we do in Global Women's Voice, if you're not already aware, is what we do is we go from an 11 a.m. Perth 
zone, first time zone, to a 4.30. So this session is 4.30, so it suits that part of the world, even though this is really late for Regina. I think it's like 9.30 right, at night. Is that right? Yeah. So it's not a great time for you, but it's probably suitable when you have a small child. Yeah. So um, our next session is December 21, which is another Thursday in two weeks' time, but 11 a.m. And what our subject is is... Sorry, yeah. January. Oh, January. yep, January. Sorry, this is why I was, because uh, I was not prepared and I actually came rushing from my hairdresser today. So it should be saying Thursday, January 21 at 11am. Thank you, Hema. And the topic is how to bridge the gap between conventional and alternative medicine. And um, I th actually think that's a really important issue, especially when people are looking for protocols for the pandemic and um, the bigger picture of how to bridge the gap. So um, I'm, I think that that is a very timely um, you know, topic. And it, there will only be two of us on next time. That will be Dr. Hilda and myself. And that's following suit from what um, Hema suggested some time ago is can we at times go down to one or two speakers only so that we can go really deep into a subject rather than having six or seven speakers, which we will still do at times, but it does, does mean that everybody has a say and we often can't go as deep. Although I wonder that sometimes of how some of the amazing conversations and distinctions have happened when we have had a lot of people. But on this subject at this time, I thought it was really important for two of us to go into that subject. So I would also like to introduce Kelly Afaro, who is based in Perth. She is working today and she is in on session four of series five. And uh, Rosemary is on a school run right now. So in Kenya, this is a perfect time for her. So she will probably be on the next 4.30 session that we haven't actually got a topic for just yet, but keep posted and we'll get ourselves organized. So tonight our key speakers are, as I said, Regina from New Zealand, Hema from London, and myself from Perth. And so the three of us are going to be talking about this topic of how to create your year from intention. So that's the little blurb to start off. So I'm going to go now in to stop my share because I really want people to be able to see who we're speaking with and and what our format is, is, is if you haven't been here before, is I like to get the distinctions and the, in this case, the strategies and the principles and the thoughts around the particular topic and then open it up. So if you have any questions, take, take it, write them down. And then if you have any thoughts or if you've got any additions, then also bring them to the table after we have spoken and, and talked about it as in the three of us, and then we can open it up. So this session normally goes for about an hour and a half. There will be a replay. And I think that's about it. It's a bit of a run through. Yeah. So who would like to start? Um, when you think of I mean, I'd like to frame it as coming out of 2020. That's really why I put this up front here. I would actually normally talk about intentions for the following year at the beginning of December. Even though I started my program in the middle of December to build people's ideas and their businesses out, I thought it was really, I think that a lot of people now have um, 
there's just a lot going on for people. And I would love to be able to hear how Regina and Hema, you are dealing with that. Especially Hema, you have just gone in, gone down to another level five lockdown. And for me, I can't, I can't even comprehend that. I'm living in Western Australia who I can go anywhere. We're very, and we're very apathetic to the whole process. We really are. So I'm really interested to hear how you're dealing with it, how your clients are dealing with it, what, what's actually happening there, and then what strategies have you put into place? No, are you expanding anything or diminishing anything? So maybe, Hannah, we'll start off with you. Thank you, Di. So, yes, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, I completely understand where you're coming from, Di. You know, just I'm going to just take up a little bit more space just to give it a bit of context about what's mm. happening here. Um, you know, I think that January this year, certainly in the UK and certainly in this part of the world, I think January is the new December for us. You know, I think we all kind of slightly rode off to December thinking we'll have a bit more certainty as we go into January. And I think it's the other way around. I think there's even more uncertainty because, you know, we were hoping we would end the lockdowns that sort of started around sort of October, November, and we would be coming out. But of course, we've gone into further lockdown. And I don't think anybody even knows what that means because we were already pretty locked down. So, um, so I think it's a year that a lot of confusion and I think it's a year of a lot of structures being broken down. And I think it's a year for a lot of new things. So from my perspective, I think it's, it's incredible and it's um, terrible what we're going through and so I have a lot of empathy for a lot of people because not everybody's fortunate enough to be able to ride this wave at this time. Um, but at the same time, I can't help feeling there's a real need for us to be more than positive. It's not just about positive thinking. It's about positive intention setting. It's about positive feeling. It's about really stepping back, seeing the bigger picture, something we would normally do in December, really step back and think about what we want for the following year. I'd say January is the perfect time for us to be doing this now, you know, to really take a step back, to really look at what's going on globally um, and to really, really create intentions that are really, really empowering for ourselves as individuals, for women in particular, you know, because as old structures fall away, the old patriarch sort of falls away, we have an opportunity to not just replace the patriarch with the matriarch, it's we have an opportunity to balance the two and bring integration, collaboration, connection. And so, you know, there's never been a better time than if right now to be able to create those intentions from a space and place of love and to be able to come into a sense of certainty that comes from within as opposed to without. Because, you know, in the past we've relied on externals to determine where we are, where we want to go, what we want to achieve. Because everything is just falling away, it's crumbling away, things are changing so dramatically. I feel we have an opportunity to do something different. We have an opportunity to really, really dig deep, to go inside and to feel into ourselves and feel, you know, what are the changes we want to make internally so that we are able to positively impact the external world. So, you know, from my perspective, I think it's scary. 
there's a lot of uncertainty, but you know, now is the time that we have a real opportunity to do something magical. And so I'm kind of excited. We've lost your sound dye. Is that better? Yeah, thank you. Um, thank you for the context. And can I ask you to go a little bit deeper on the sentence when you say why, and I ask you, why do you think that um, there are some people that are having a really, really hard time riding this next wave? And because I think there's a lot of fear. I think the messages we're getting, you know, are very fear orientated and they really need better guidance. You know, leadership is, is just atrocious at the moment from my perspective, you know, certainly in England um, and a lot of Europe, you know, the messages we're getting are not helpful. What we need is clarity, you know, as to what that means. It's no good just saying you're locking down. You know, there has to be, and even if we don't know when we're going to be able to come out of lockdown, we need clarity as to, you know, what that looks like, how. We need better tips on immunity. We need, you know, we're in winter, it's freezing cold. Well, you know, we get colds, we get fevers, we get flus. You know, we need to really have positive information and people don't so all they hear is we're locking down it's a terrible world out there and everything's doom and gloom and that's scary so that's one aspect of it but i think the other aspect is that you know because people don't understand because they don't have information they don't know where to turn to for information they are literally you know steering in their own hearts from a space and place of fear and which adds to the fear so everything becomes fearful like you know are we going to have enough food are we going to have enough you know essentials are we going to be able to keep our jobs are we going to be able to see our family some point soon is it going to be another year what's going to happen and i think that for a lot of people that's scary because that's what they depend on they depend on their jobs of course we all do to an extent you know to have work to be of service and also to be able to earn a salary and they're relying on being able to go out and do normal things as part of well-being, you know, and they're not, they don't know what's going to come next. And I think it's that because we were told at the beginning it was going to be three weeks, nine months later, here we are. I think that's terribly scary. And then most importantly, it's a lack of trust. We've lost trust in the people who are informing us because they're not informing us well. And it's got nothing to do with whether they know or not, because I understand this is unusual, unprecedented, and they're doing their best, but I feel they're not because they need better guidance on how to communicate, what to communicate, and to be able to deliver much, much better resources, which they're absolutely not. And that's why I think people are struggling. Mm -hmm. And they're also struggling because I think we are, you know, humans are tribal and community orientated and we need connection. And the idea that we're not allowed to see literally anybody outside of our home and we're terrified of people on the streets, 
you know, with what we're going through here, they're terrified of people in the shops. You literally see people jump out of their skin if you happen to turn a corner and there they are. You know, where's the, the sort of connection, you know, where we used to look at somebody and smile at them if we happen to almost bump into them? You know, all of that has changed and I think it's a, it's, it's a scary time because that's a narrative we've been fed. Mm-hmm. So before we go into what you have been doing, Regina, can you give us a bit of an overview as to what's happening from your perspective around people's mental well-being, physical well-being um, in, in your area of New Zealand? Okay, we're actually really lucky. Um, I'm very like lucky to be in New Zealand first of all, um, but in the area that I live in, it's a it's a, r- a rural town. So we're automatically social distanced. Um, and the and what Hema was saying about creating these positive messages have really made an impact on New Zealand. And part of the reason why we, part of the reason why we are where we are, um, I do in some ways feel like it's kind of comparing apples to oranges because we're such a small, population, but on, on the news and um, all of the, all of the marketing material that the government, government put out was around unity and taking care of each other and, you know, making sure that you stay home and that you're safe because they care. I mean, these are the, these are the messages that we are getting straight from the government. And so, and, and it's, it's been proven to help us. And now we can't even fathom the idea of having having a lockdown. We still have a few cases, but you know, just the other day we were realizing that only 50 people have died from um, from COVID in in New Zealand. So that was pretty impressive. Um, I just think in general, because it is a small country, the na- the natural um, in some ways the, the natural way to interact is to have to have to be caring um, because you have to because it's a small town. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to um, back that back that up as to what um, I think. Anna, you are you in Perth? Yes, I am. Yeah. So um, you know, interject here or add your comments, at, um, Annette. But for me, I think that our government has been extremely clear, and they have tried to be as upfront as they possibly have been. Our education has been quite positive. And we, I see people out in the streets, even though we have very few cases here in Western Australia, um, and we do hug each other, which is beautiful. And I think that people are appreciating it, but they're also being, they're being very respectful. They still know that this, we are not out of the woods at all. Would you agree with that, Annette? Yeah, I would. I think our state governments have been doing a great job. And mm. I'm thinking about Victoria. Um, I've got family there who are not very um, cooperative, shall we say. But I think the, the Victorian Premier has done an amazing job of keeping people locked down for as long as he has. It's really challenging, but I think we have had good leadership and very clear information and They've also been very open when they we don't have clear information, so they've shared that with us as well. And I think that's really important. So I agree with everything you've said, Di. Mm. And I, I think, you know, compared to what we're hearing that's happening in England and Europe generally, 
there's been it's quite a different attitude that we have had and direction and education comparing. I think we're also lucky geographically. So New Zealand is a, a, a set of islands. Um, Australia is also a big island. And then Western Australia is an island within an island. So geographically, it's been much easier to close borders and to keep the population safe. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm very grateful for, for that. Yeah, I think so. And it's, I think it's given our government more ability to be able to think clearer. Hmm. And I think that our um, attitude is maybe more open than European thinking. Now, I'm not making generalisations but there, but in a way I am. I do think that we have more space here. We have blue skies. We have clean air. I think that we are able to think and be that more grounded and clear. Hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I can see that, that that would make a huge difference, you know, in terms of how you see your year and, and how, you know, we're seeing our year in, in Europe and in, in Britain now because obviously we're separate from Europe. So as in we're independent, yes. Yes, but for us, for me anyway, my mentality is we often get used as in glumped together in Europe. And I'm only getting pieces of information from my relatives, like from you, from my friends, from people that I'm studying with. And so they are all scattered all the way through Europe. And it seems to be the same attitude in those dotted places through Europe that it's, it's you know, the education is zero and the government messages are very unclear and quite late. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's what I meant that, you know, we, we've literally put December on hold, you know, um, certainly for um, a lot of, you know, Ireland, Europe, England, um, Wales, Scotland, you know, so now we're just starting now. And so, you know, I think it's about, you know, for me, it's a positive thing because, you know, it's about not trusting the external leadership and finding that internal leadership and, you know, really being able to make your own choices and being able to think about what you want for your future, where you want to go, how you want your life to play out rather than being dependent because, you know, leadership always changes. And right now, you know, um, we have one leader and who knows, you know, the next time somebody else might come along. So, you know, it's not being dependent on authorities, so to speak. So on that, can we go to, we've spoken about external factors, as in government and the pandemic. Can we change tact and can we go immediate environment and internal strategies? Because for me, I learned a lot in 2020, like all of us. We were given a lot of time. I was. You know, um, and I'm sure you all were. You know, may, you know, either one of you. What is it that what is it that you've learned from 2020? And now, what is that? What are you starting to say? Okay, I'm. I would really like to put this into place. And by putting it into place, what I'm asking is, how are you deciding to put that into place? I can go. I think overall in the past few years, I've gone a, lived a bit differently than most people. And 
the, I guess in the past year, one of the things that I've been is hashtagging my theme is um, living lighter. And it's even really been, I've really been able to reflect on that even more and go even deeper, deeper with that. And um, really having to trust myself and really understand that, okay, well, what I'm feeling is actually quite important, no matter what's going on in the external world, especially with what's going on today in the States. It's like things that you would, you would see in the movies that you think would never, ever happen, have been happening and have happened in the past year. And it's just like what Diane and him are saying, well, you got to trust your internal, your internal knowledge, because that's what we were born with is all of the knowledge that, that we need. And so what I've been going by lately and practicing more is, you know, what is it I actually want to feel like? And what are some of the things that I want to, that I, that I want to do, or what can I do to keep on feeling like that? And for me, it's living lighter, which is an invitation to being able to think and be and do different, which really is just about being you being. And then the first step to that is really figuring out, well, what does that actually mean? What does it actually mean to be me? And sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it, you're not going to know it right away, but it's kind of a question. There's questions that I keep in the back of my mind of, well, what are some things that make me feel light? And as I'm doing newer things, does that make me, does that match the feeling of that feeling of being light that I want to be able to match? So, um, in, in the past couple of months, I've one of the three, there's kind of three main things that I've been developing and thinking about and that's um, rising and not rising in the sense that I want to go up, you know, up as opposed to down. It's just like getting up for where, where I am so that I can change my perspective so I can think a bit differently. And then knowing that I want to feel a bit lighter is, is that movement from this spot to this spot, does that actually match how I want to, how I want to feel? And then if that doesn't, then what can I do next? How can I access the tools, the internal tools to help me feel a bit lighter? Um, and if I don't have the tools or I'm confused, like who can I be around or who can I, um, who can I look, look to who, who, are, who are doing and who are um, using tools that work for them to help them feel lighter? And what tools can I borrow from them for now to see if it works for me or not? You know, what can I play with? What kind of tools can I play with that are either are my own or somebody else's? And if that works for me, what do I do now? Do I continue on doing it? Well, is this, is that, if that tool works for me, is it still really true for me? And, um, and if not, what else can I do? And what else is possible? So it's been really interesting because, you know, um, in school, they teach you how to, you know, reach, you know, reach for the stars, reach for, for your goals. And sometimes, um, well, your goals are always going to change wherever you are. So you can have a, you know, a target or a direction, but then that still could potentially change. And so I've, I've kind of been, I've been practicing following that feeling, even if I have a target or a goal is where I am matching where I really want to go. And then that, and that particular feeling, if not, okay, well, where can I go from here? And it's almost like a daily thing, especially now. And I, I love the, the topic of this, um, of today, because, just uh, just right before right before New Year's, I was thinking, wow, we've got 365 days to create our new normal. What can I do now? <laughs> Today, tomorrow is going to be different, and in an hour, things are going to be different. What can I do different, and what 
what am I required to do next? And how will I help, how will that help me feel a little lighter? So, um, yeah, that's a lot of it is just really playing around and I've gone through such an interesting transition in the past couple of months in my personal life. That's really like turned me upside down and having to, um, switch my role from being, um, sharing care with my, my husband, um, to being the main care of my daughter and the main, um, the main, the main person managing the household. It's been a huge shift for me because I've always, you know, had in my mind that I was, uh, I'd be able to work and do this and do this and this, but it's like, oh, wait, hold on a minute. I got to shift my priorities. Okay. Well, what's light for me today? If I'm frustrated, what can I do to feel a bit lighter? So Beautiful, Regina. You know, Very I beautiful. Always, I always say that, you know, it's the quality of the questions we ask. And so the questions that you're asking are just brilliant, you know, because I think it's that's that deep dive into ourselves and asking the questions of how do we feel, where do we want to be, what, what's next. Yeah. Maybe, Di, you want to share a little bit of, you know, what's going on, you know, from your perspective with this year and intentions. Um, thank you. Um, I loved what you said, Regina. And I think the whole um, asking you, as Regina, as um, Hema said, asking yourself those questions and then waiting for the answer. And you know, as we've talked about a lot of times, you know, if you don't get the answer straight away, just ask it again or maybe ask it in a different way, you know. It's just asking the question. And I think that that in itself is a great tool and then it's a great skill mm -hmm. to remember. Ask yourself the question. Wait for the answer. Ask yourself the question. Go off and do something else. Ask yourself the question. You know, so it's certainly been one of the tools that I've used for really many, many years. And I've found that this last maybe two or three years, my questions have become better. Because, of course, I've been practicing asking questions. So it's like anything else, you know, you just get better if you practice and you keep your awareness on how good do I want my questions. And I find then that my answers become clearer. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for me this year, um, I, actually did a, I actually did a stream yard this morning. I do stream yards on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10.30. And my stream yard today was... I was talking about um, how, and I've done rebranding. You've probably noticed that my emails are different and my website looks different and my language is different. And I, I think I realized that in June, July, 2020, that this was not going to improve anytime soon. And that um, it was really, really important for me to continue my work and to build it out more. And as Regina and I was going to do a certification in 2020, and I realized that I needed to focus on myself. I needed to focus on what I already had in place, and I needed to focus on creating my space, my environment, so that I felt like when I walk in my house and the clean has been, or we've just done something that's the house smells beautiful and it's clean and it's fresh and there's no clutterness, that's what I wanted my brand to feel like. And I, I got that picture in about the end of July when we were up in the Kimberleys. I don't know if you remember, but we did a couple of trips, wildflowers and Kimberley trip. 
through Western Australia. And I realized that that's what I had to do. But it took me a couple of months to even get my head around it and get to start it. And then I advertised and then I got some people in to help me. And it was quite a journey. So I'm telling you that story because now starting 2020 with a nice, fresh, clean house is so amazing. I, I sort of step into my work now rather than my work just being around me. And the rebranding really did help me to create more systems, create more routines. It helped me to expand my personal time. And that was one inner feeling that I knew that my body had to have. And I just turned 62. I feel as if I need to take more care of me and I have been for a long time but now it's time to expand that again and like one of the things that I said on my um, I don't know somewhere oh actually I think it's on my next blog is that you know if you're not and it, most of you know if I'm a, I'm a beauty therapy aromatherapist um, Reiki master as a background so when I think about routines and rituals it always starts off with the skin and then spirit and then physical and then environment that's where you know that's where my thinking goes because that's what I trained as when I was 20 and 30 and 40 so and I ended up speaking about if you are not exfoliating your skin at least twice a week you know when you're 40 and then three or four times a week when you're 60 so what are the things that you need to expand as you grow not only grow older but as you grow, what are the things that we need to expand on? And what are the things that then we need to take away less? And I think that's really how I have started my year. And it feels so frigging grounding and fantastic that I'm sort of over the moon. I'm so sort of over the moon because I realized this six months ago but it's taken me this long. And I think that sometimes we want things like that. And that's the world we live in. And that's not how things work. And I really have spent a lot of time making myself okay that this is how long it's taken. And now that I'm in January, in the second week of January, I'm about to promote another program to help more people to like expand their ideas and their businesses online and the whole bit. It's like, wow, that's six months of just coaching myself and having more massages. I was doing a particular type of um, like this guy, he does ion treatments and he, you know, just different modalities that I really felt that worked for me to keep me grounded, to keep my body clear my brain thinking and not be foggy, be focusing more on my food in that six months. And it's sort of just, it's, it's transformed into something quite beautiful. So I think in a nutshell, um, I'm starting my new year with more expanded self-care. And that is around my routines and my rituals and my meditations and specific meditations. They have grown this last six months. I used to just have three maybe four to push but now it's like I've made a few myself and I and I really love to be able to go into a certain space if I'm 
had had some particular thing happen during the day. So I really, I really felt, I really feel as if this last six months has created this beautiful space for me when I'm thinking about my rebranding. Um, it sort of is showing the reflection of, of what I learned out of 2020. And of course, then the other thing is, is how that has now integrated into my business system and my personal routines and rituals. And the bottom line is, I just feel in love. I just feel that I have more fun. I, I often just find that, and I've always laugh a lot, but I all I just often find that I giggle more. And I'm and I've just asked myself the last couple of weeks, well, is it just because I'm getting too damn old and nothing matters anymore? <laughs> or is it really that I'm starting to really I put that time in? And I know how to coach myself. And I know that, like Regina said, I have to be able to surround myself with people that will support me, that can really support me, not just will support me, can support me. That's a big difference. And so they're my three things. The fun, I've expanded my my self-care, and out of that has come out of new routines and rituals. And that's really given me, it's given me a lot more trust. And, you know, at the same time, I want to share this because um, it's given me a lot more trust, but it's also at times, and it's happened a few times, it's given me more disillusion about human nature. Now, I know that that's an interesting phenomenon, and somebody like Hema is going to understand this because she works with people so closely. Um, But I think this often disillusion has been disturbing me but I know that we have to live with these paradoxes and it's so important for me to accept that paradox now I've really worked hard to get to this point and I think now it's like okay this is my life I've worked hard to be able to feel this exuberant And I know that the other side of this is sometimes not great. The insights are sometimes not that great things that you want to hear. So on that note, Hema, I want you to, you know, tell us your distinctions of of where you're at on 2021 on the inside. That was beautiful, you know, Di, I guess, you know, like you say, we do have to live with a paradox because that's one of the key kind of features of, of the life we're currently living in, you know, and it, everything is a paradox in so many ways. Um, but I but I love your takeaways and, you know, that sort of reflection on, on, you know, you and expanding. I love that. I think it's definitely been a year of expansion, you know, and, and you know, recreation. We've all recreated ourselves, as Regina was saying. She's had to sort of rethink certain things, certain you know, changes that have been forced on us and certain changes I'm sure we've all adopted or adapted to ourselves. Um, and I think that's life. I think, we, you know, it's important that we do that. It's important we don't get stuck in a, a kind of hamster wheel of just going around doing what we've always done. I think it's a lovely thing to have a shake up. Obviously, it would be nice if it was a bit more gentle, <laughs> but it's an important thing to have a shake up and to really, really reflect on on who we are and I think you know we are important you know we 
uh, ourselves is important, you know, our own self-care and, you know, our internal dialogue, you know, what questions we're asking ourselves, you know, and how we're framing our life. So for me, I think this year has really, last year leading into this year has really been about perspective you know, really getting a perspective and just learning constantly to step back, step back, step back, um, so that I can see the bigger picture. Because I think when we're in anything, it's really hard to see, which is why we turn to other people to support us. You know, we can't always see the wood for the trees when we're in something. Somebody else comes along and they can see it within minutes, you know, and they're like, oh, that's so obvious. So I think, you know, for me, it's definitely about getting the support where we can, like you say, you know, some people are probably very willing to support, um, are there for you, but they're not always able to be. So it's, you know, really that stepping back, getting a perspective and really seeing what it is that you need, the questions you ask yourself. And, and you know, what I put into place, I would say, is taking more time, creating more space. You know, instead of thinking I should be doing, 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 which has been my sort of way for many, many years now, I'm like, well, I can't. There's, there's nothing for me to do. <laughs> there's nowhere for me to go right now. And so I'm going to go inside even deeper, you know, and I'm really, really, and I've been incubating a lot, incubating, incubating. So, you know, I think it's really important that we're really easy on ourselves. We don't question when we're not achieving because, you know, that's one of the fundamentals, especially as women. I think we, we do a lot. And I think we sort of question ourselves if we're not doing something. And I've not done very much um, for a lot of last year. And yet I would say I've been doing so much, you know. It's a paradox. Like on the one hand, I've been quite stationary, obviously, and on the other hand, there's been so much going on internally that I feel ready to, to give birth to something beautiful this year. And, and I think it's important that we all do that. We all take time to use the time when we're not doing things and going, well, that's okay. You know, there's something beautiful about taking care of ourselves, going to bed early, having a massage, doing some reflexology, whatever it might be. There's something in that. There's beauty in taking time to journal, to meditate, to go out in nature. All the things that we need to do more of, and it shouldn't just be because, you know, oh, well, what else am I going to do? It should be part of our routine. It should be part of what we bring into our lives. And, you know... So I think for me, part of my intention for this year is to really respect my journey, respect whatever life throws at me. I have an opportunity to sort of have a wider perspective, a more expansive perspective and tune into what's really, really important in that moment because the world is changing rapidly and I want to be stable in myself and also be able to be fluid in the world and that again is a, another paradox it's like how do you stay centered in yourself while the world is changing in, in a multitude of ways okay. so i think it's going i'm i'm like you you know Di, i think you know definitely a need to have more joy and need to laugh more and and i definitely be doing a lot of that and, you know, and it's been wonderful, you know, just re, 
um, affirming where I am and how beautiful it is no matter what, even if it's not where I thought I would be or where I should be, what I thought I sh where I thought I should be. And I think that's going to be the theme for this year. The theme for this year is that I don't need to be anywhere. I'm going to allow life to just unfold. And my intention is really going to be the inner work to get me to wherever I need to be without deciding where I need to be. Because, you know, that decision that you have to make that decision that you have to get anywhere, you know, is what's thrown us last year. Everybody had ideas in 2020, January, you know, what they were going to achieve that year. And I'm sure a lot of people have achieved it and it's been beautiful. But equally, I would say that, you know, for some people, it just wasn't possible. And one, through no fault of their own, you know, changing landscapes. And, and so I think, you know, fluidity, being flexible, having a wider perspective. Thank you. And Hema, can you, um, we'll go backwards now. Is there one thing that you know that you specifically do now more of or you started because of the 2020 pandemic? Yeah, so diversifying. That's been my theme. You know, before I was doing one thing and I had a very single trajectory of what I wanted to achieve in my life. And now I've, I've diversified. I'm learning different things. I'm, I'm learning about the sort of stock market and I'm learning about, you know, cryptocurrency and, you know, and it's a departure from where I've been. Um, and I've been, you know, doing lots of different learnings. I've been listening to lots of different podcasts, listening to lots of information. Oh my God, like there's so much information out there, right? So much information and that's, you know, part of, you know, what we're doing is like, we're because, you know, we're not selling and I love that. You know, just that sort of real sense of, I want to learn and I want to learn more and more and more so that I'm not stuck to one thing because who knows what's gonna happen at the end of this year. I have no idea what's gonna happen. So I want to be able to be really flexible, really adaptable and, you know, and I, and I wanna have fun. I don't wanna do anything anymore um, that doesn't fill my heart with joy. And it's really, that's, that's the one thing that I've done more of this last year. I've really, really followed what I want to do, even if, you know, it doesn't fit into protocol. It's like, no, this is what I feel. This is where I want to be. And that's great. And I feel like it's led me to a really great place. And so, you know, what I would say to people listening here today or on the replay is that, you know, there is something beautiful in really honoring yourself because when you honor yourself you know you get to where you need to because your soul your heart is in charge it's going to leave you there you don't need to work so hard that's been my one big takeaway i want to embellish that because my theme for 2021 is planning but i also know that we live with paradoxes and so I know that if by spending that amount of planning, spending the amount of time that I have been able to spend really since July, that's a long time. Um, you know, and thing, things, have, things have happened since, since then to, for the rebranding and to, um, you know, to diversify into, 
you know, my, my personal life and, you know, just the whole picture. But the planning, the very opposite of that is to be a lot more flexible. And I also, I, I did a stock market course maybe three years ago. And I sort of liked the technique and I used it a little tiny bit, but I've actually found another guy that I can actually understand. Mm -hmm. And my husband has also been studying Bitcoin. So he's actually made some nice little bits of money in Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. it's like, we have also been doing the same thing. Lots of education. I've been doing some big mentoring programs that has taken me out for three weeks at a time. That's just all I've been able to do, apart from the little bits and pieces of things that have had to be done for our business. So I want to, you know, encourage people to think that this is such an amazing time for opportunity. To look at YouTubes, to find, you know, download the apps and get whatever podcast. Just what are you interested in? What is it that you think you might want to experiment with? Exactly. You know, I've always wanted to do more in the stock market. My husband's the one that's done all of it. And, yes, we have conversations and we might talk about stuff, but I want to do you know, daily trades. That's what I've wanted to do for a long, long time. And I've just never had the time. But now I'm about to start. It's so exciting. It's so awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if we've got such, you know, we we're having such different experiences and, you know, different intentions in some way. And yet, isn't it amazing how we then also end up with this common thing? Yes, know? yes. Yeah. And I think the thing is, are people, you know, you said right at the very beginning, Hema, that, and I asked you the questions, why are, why do you think that people are not able to ride this wave? You know, and we can talk about the externals and we can talk about the negativities, but how do we then encourage people to really go, well, how can I start to open up and get through the negativity? And like what Regina's saying, use some skills to live lighter, be checking in more often. What are those skills so that people can actually see that this is an opportunity? This is the hugest opportunity that most of us have had in our life. Exactly. Absolutely. So, Regina, do you have anything to say on this? I have to mute myself because my husband's come home. He's, he's <laughs> It's fine. I, I love what both of you have said, and there are a lot of common themes with both with both of your experiences. And I love that we can come together and and um, really talk about that. And even before before um, we got on today, and we talked about this tie in my eye and the two different ways of <laughs> by using ink and gold to to heal to heal a tie in my eye, which both blew my mind, which is amazing. But I think. <laughs> The, the biggest things that I've, um, I'm, I'd like to incorporate and I have been in, incorporating into my life, I really want to focus on this year is um, a, a lot of self-love, like really just honestly, um, wholeheartedly loving myself, um, meditation, music, and movement. And I think, well, for me, music and movement has been such a massive thing in my life when I look back and I never really considered it or made it something, made it an importance in my life. And I'd have to thank my, my father for 
for that in many ways because we've gone back to his music history and he's gone he's actually gone through his own own healing process of uh, um, going through his music history and basically reliving a lot of the good and the bad and the ugly and the really amazing bits to let all of that come to um, come to the surface and let it subside but in that I've been playing more music and finding more music and I've got different playlists for my moods of you know what you know what I want to feel like that part at that particular moment and movement dancing has always been a part of my life and since I've incorporated it in my life more I'm just I mean both of you had talked about bringing more joy into your life I literally I have a standing desk like right now my computer is on an ironing board <laughs> so I could have a background but I have a standing desk and when I'm doing dishes all day I'm just I'm literally doing ballet and then just dancing with you know, just doing the dishes. And it's been really important to me because I remember growing up with uh, my mother in I, always seemingly in a bad mood, but, you know, she had three, three, three young daughters and I, I wanted to be able to uh, have, make my chores fun. And then I keep asking myself, well, what can I do to make this more fun and enjoyable and light and, and music and movement is definitely one of them. And meditation, I know that you ladies are um, advocates of meditating and that's one thing that I've been doing more um, more and more of twice a day, at least, and regularly incorporating yoga, which both of you do in, as well. <laughs> and that's really just um, improved so many things, especially with, you know, having a three-year-old, three-year-old daughter. It's been quite interesting. So yeah, music, movement, meditation, and self-love. Hmm. I want to tell you, I started my singing lessons again. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I wanted to start singing. How fun is that? <laughs> yes. So um, sometime last year, I bought a pianola, which I'm looking at right now, but I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to show you, but it's an old pianola. It's actually got something wrong with one of the spines in the pianola part. But so it means that the pianola is not working to what it was. So we have, we, have, we, we, we have rung somebody and they are going to come and have a look at it. So meanwhile, though, um, I, I said, gee, damn, I forgot to ask for singing lessons for Christmas presents. And, of course, I have a birthday straight after Christmas. So, of course, it gave, gave Rob a really good idea and a good Christmas present. So I had my first singing lesson again oh. yesterday with a young lady who teaches very differently to how I've been taught before. And it's all different skills and different breathing techniques. And it's just it was just like a breath of fresh air again. You know, that's really cool yeah really really cool and you no know, so i will do my scales and practice and sing and learn maybe one or two songs and you know start to build up my repertoire again and practice because i just i, I was not doing it and i and think again it's like setting yourself up sorry regina it's like setting myself up that okay this is weekly now i have somebody who can support me so this is what is in my life again. Sorry, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, and that's just so fascinating to me because I've always, I've always loved nature and um, and geometry, and I'm getting more into the connection of everything through through numbers and and resonance and all of that. So, just yeah, the idea of learning about that through music as well is pretty cool, and I like hearing that you're going through that as well. Mm, it's very cool. And you know what? There's this similarity that we're all saying, that there's a lot of opportunity for us if we could sit still and 
at the same time move internally and start to expand and start to explore can we go down that little track before or maybe um marie or tina you might have a comment and you might want to unmute yourself to say as we talk about this and sort of flesh out really what are some of those things that you know we're doing synchronicities that I'm hearing here I loved hearing the synchronicities how it was like, uh, your oh, voice is a bit low Tina do you want to oh. yeah turn it up oh. or move where you are that's really odd is that better my volume's up really high actually is that better I'm not really it's not doesn't sound like are they maybe maybe yeah. now okay yeah. sorry I was just going to say I love hearing the synchronicities like um, the doing something different last year has actually made it quite a joyful year for me I would say it's been one of the best years of my life and with that it's been um, it's had its share of traumatic moments as well of course um, and you know it's odd to say that because I even lost my mother at the start of the year so you know there's been a lot going on but I think the difference doing what I feel passionate about, living my purpose fully, um, spending time with Hema, who has a new idea pretty much every second. <laughs> and a new kind of, I've been reading about this, I've been looking at this, because that's not my personality type. You probably all might have that in common, but I'm more of that sort of deliverer, I would say, personality type rather than the um, ideator. And so at being stimulated by all of those new ideas and actually putting um, some of them into practice has made it quite a joyful year. And as has spending time with like-minded people. So we've, you know, had a community online and a close um, in-person community here who have all very much embraced the new and the different. And so I'm really grateful um, for that, um, for that too. So yeah, so so it's it's interesting hearing everyone talking about the new and different things that they've done. And I think, yeah, I'm just, you know, it's good to, Emma, has, you haven't sort of said that, um, um, you know, as clearly as now, it's doing those different things. And I think that has just made the world of difference um, in, in 2020. So I look forward to sort of going, going with that in 2021. And yeah, I've loved hearing how you're all embracing the new and taking care of yourselves at the core of all of that. Yeah. Um... Tina and I live upstairs and downstairs, you know, as you know, Mara, Mara, you might not know, but um, but we've danced loads. We've, yeah. you know, every morning I put my radio on and Tina's downstairs, she can hear me rocking out and then we'll be on a call and, you know, so dancing, music, movement, singing, all of it fits in with what also, we've also been doing. We're fortunate that we've had that sort of you know connection and we've been able to sort of enjoy things together um despite the lockdown situation but again it does highlight the importance of doing those things um in order to be in, in a good space so yeah i can understand why tina you would say thank you for sharing but why you would say that it's been it's been one of your the best years of your life despite you know all the other things that have been happening which have you know not been easy for sure 
And I think, you know, that's been one of the things that um, I've been able to take away and bring with me into 2021, and that is to be able to fully recognise the highs with the lows, the paradoxes, the ups and the downs, the, the disillusionment to the clarity, to the passion. Um, I think for me, that's a, big, that's a big thing that I'm bringing into 2021. You know, a lot more clarity around what that means to me and a lot more clarity about what I want more of it. Absolutely. It's sort of like an addiction. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think so for me too, um, and I'm sure Regina will share in a second, but um, for me, you know, clarity has been key and it's stuck, you know, with what I was talking about at the beginning, what's been happening in the world and but especially here you know there's been a real need for, for clarity but internal clarity not external not needing that kind of you know stability reflected in the environment because the environment is not so stable at the moment certainly in my part of the world but that internal clarity you know to know that whatever happens you know like i have the resources within me and I have the ability to connect to a pure intention and it will be supported. I don't always know how that intention will get supported, but when you have that clarity of intention in your heart, I think, you know, that the inner drivers kind of get you there. And, and I think that's really important. And I think that that's what people are taking away from 2020 and I read an article the other day that there's statistically now people are putting more um, likes posts comments to people that are talking about meditation values organic food and they're not so much following influences yes and it has dramatically changed the rhythms of particularly instagram and somewhat on Facebook yeah. it was a very interesting article. And I think that that really does show that people have taken the time. You know, we're not the only ones here thinking that, oh, you know, we've done all this work and we, you know, we're better than other people. I think that there's been a massive evolution happen in 2020 to people's inner world. And that's what we needed. Absolutely. That's what we needed evolution yeah we did time out ourselves we did and i think the challenge now is for people to continue have they really developed habits because human nature hasn't changed that's right you know that's one of the things that i've been thinking about too over you know i've i feel like i've done so much personal development and then 2020 comes and you got your highs and your highs and your lows and your lows and you habit is such a huge word because the only way that you can continue evolving and continue where you are is is having that habit and that's one of the things that I was thinking about when you were talking earlier Di is that when you were setting up your new systems is we've been able to have your freedom and your fun because you've been able to set more systems in place and what you're doing and that's bringing you a lot of joy as well and it's not any any different than growing personally personally or professionally mm. Absolutely. Absolutely not. And I think that that's the distinction of um, really what my work is about is for people to recognise that a business system is the same as a personal routine. And people will pay money 
a lot of money for business systems. But yet they are reluctant to look at or to put in or to experiment with personal routines and rituals and traditions. And they just sort of ride with things. It's fascinating. Whereas business people will, will do that, will, as I say, put more money and time and effort into, you know, making that communication better and all that, all the stuff that goes with trying to make it smoother. But do they do anything about it for themselves personally? Often not. And it's exactly the same thing. Mm. It's crazy. But I think that 2020 actually did change that a little bit. But now it will be interesting to see if it continues. Yeah, I'd be interested in too. And your your comments about social media was interesting to me too, because I've noticed in some areas of my social media, the people, the mo- I'm getting more traction and more traffic in areas where people are looking at for the most, well, I would think the most basic thing, but because I've gone, I've gone through that and will continuously go through what the questions that they're asking, but it's in an area where I thought, oh, I thought almost everybody's already thought about this, but apparently not. There's more and more people looking for the, the answers that, well, that we all have, but yeah, it does come down to habit and are they going to continue if they, if they're looking for what they're looking for, you know, what will they stick with? And I think the other thing that I hear all of us are saying, and I suppose we're now transitioning into what are we taking away from this is that um, I feel that, you know, there's, that there's a lot of, mm, even though there's still a lot of fear, and I suppose what happened in the US today or last night or whenever it happened, it's, you know, people are still very much that sheep mentality. So it is going to take a long time for people to really change habits and for us to totally, you know, get that evolution, whether it takes another generation or two from this particular pandemic and the, stra- the different strains that are going to still go around the world in the next however many years. It will be it will be interesting, really interesting. And again, that goes back to we have, you know, for us here and whoever is listening now, whoever follows any of us, we are in the best position to be to be able to facilitate others to think differently. Absolutely, and take advantage. Take advantage, yeah. Because people will need skills. People do need skills, and people are wanting skills. So it is about specialised education. I think if we're not, if you're not looking at how can you create some level of specialisation education online, then you're you're living under a rock. Absolutely, I would say 2020 was definitely that bridge between, you know, the people who were sort of interested in some of these things that we're talking about but never had the time or the space to explore it. And I think 2020 gave everybody that opportunity to look at social media differently, to look at their businesses differently, to look at their systems differently, to make the changes that they might not have had the time or the inclination to do just because they were running on you know, overdrive. And, and the bridge between people wanting to not just rely on perhaps, you know, grabbing a quick sandwich while they're at work to wanting to think about how they eat and how they look after themselves and how they, you know, meditate, how they do yoga. You know, all of these things have become possible 
because of what we've gone through last year because suddenly the, the gyms haven't been open for sure and so people are like okay how else can I take care of myself and suddenly there's been a outburst of you know courses online and different meditations and people running you know different meditations or yoga classes or you know different ways of looking after yourself and you know so all of these things have been born out of what's happened mm. and more people have had the opportunity to take advantage of them in a way that they haven't always been able to so you know there's definitely been a shift in consciousness and a shift in people prioritizing their internal reality and their consciousness in that way and i would say there's been a shift and it's growing and i know it's going to take time as you said guy but I think there's a shift in, in, you know, I think it's going to be quicker than that. I really do. I think more people are waking up because we have the time. What else is there? Oh, well, just put she's um, from Ireland. Yeah, so Mayor, is that how you say your name? Hello, I'm from Ireland. Uh, I'm so grateful to be here with you all. Thank you for having me. And that's all right. Great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you for being. Absolutely. Thank you for being here and hopefully see you another time. Uh, yes, and, I, right. and I hope it's also given you ideas, inspiration, maybe even some strategies that you could take away or, you know, contact one of us if you particularly want to hear more of what one of us was saying, because I think it's like we're just here to share, have a conversation so that people can get to know us, but also get to know us on a level that normally you don't get to know people. So do you want to go into like what, what specifically are you taking away from today? I think one, am I in the flow of questions in my brain? I think one of the things that I'm taking away here is uh, what can we take advantage of? What can we do to take advantage of this moment and, and advantage in that will be the, the highest and the best for all? What, what can we do? What opportunities can we take? What are we not seeing that, that we can yeah, take advantage of? Hmm. And I think for me, what I'm taking away is again, it's again the amazement of none of us have spoken in depth for the last two three months, and we're all we all often think that oh we're the only ones that are doing whatever whatever whatever. And here we are. We come on here, and I would be surprised that everybody that watches this replay, they're all going to go, wow, people have been doing the same as what I've been doing. Mm. And wow, people have been having the same epiphanies that I've been having. And I think that it really does show that we do all live in this bubble called planet Earth. Yes. And we all, there is this certain vibration on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. And so how can we cooperate more to create more of that tipping point for people that are not quite so maybe au fait or confident or you know, willing or whatever, you know, have, have, have been more damaged or haven't done the work or what can we do to get those people more to that bigger feeling of vibration so that we are all joining this? Because I think what you just said, Hema, was that there has been an evolution around this in 2020. And how can we keep everybody 
going along so that they do have their inner world guiding them rather than these people going out and being sheeps to somebody that's saying do this or do that absolutely absolutely and i think that's the biggest shift we're going to experience is the sheep waking up you know because it's the critical thinking creative thinking independent thinking sovereign thinking you know which is not the same as selfish you know when we sovereignly think about ourselves it's not about you know being selfish about who we are which is what you know a lot of the past several decades have been where people think that you know it's about themselves they have to look after number one no i think being sovereign is about being a leader in your own life but also then you know supporting other people and knowing we're all part of a collective and i think that's going to that's going to be my intention for this year you know to be an example of that and and to guide more people towards that sense of how can they be the best version of themselves and be part of the collective in a healthy way but also really really know who they are and and what makes them genuinely thrive mm. and i think for me on top of that um, hammer is that um, how can I grow my humbleness? I often have people tell me that I'm very humble and that I don't share what I've done and, you know, et cetera. But to me, that's just not important. But for me, I think that um, my intention for this year is to grow my humbleness. That's beautiful. We need more of that. We definitely need a world of, of humility where the actions speak themselves and the energy speaks for itself people feel the energy don't they you don't have to down from the rooftops absolutely you do not have to say a word exactly. human beings are mind readers they the people know what's happening with other people without them even opening their mouth or opening their eyes yes exactly absolutely yeah yeah i, I quite like the one of the best parts of these conversations is the silence in between the words yeah. and those moments that we can just like take in all that everybody's saying. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing today. Thank you. Thank you Tina, for being here. I know you're not feeling 100%, so. <laughs> Thank you. No, thank you. It's been a pleasure. And it's been quite nourishing. So thanks, Ruby. Very, beautiful conversation again, though. Very beautiful. Yeah. Does anybody have anything else to say or do or? I mean, again, it's just like we see each other through these pictures, we hear each other's voices. We obviously look different and sound different, live in different areas, and yet we can still connect at a level that helps us feel like we are connected and different. And different at the same time, yeah, of course. It's really nice to get that different perspective, you know, of, you know, just you know, where you ladies are individually, but also, you know, in terms of geographically, you know, the differences that are happening. And yet, ultimately, we're all the same deep down inside, aren't we? Which is really interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
because we're all going through similar things, similar thoughts, similar expressions, and and I think that's that's really what this is all about: is recognizing the oneness within the diversity of who we all are. Absolutely. I want to thank everybody for being here and I want to thank people for coming to watch the replay. I hope that it's been really, really worth your time to be able to take some space. You know, you've obviously carved out time like we have and you've had your favourite drink and or you've got your feet up on the couch and you're just able to enjoy other people's and other women's perspectives from all around the globe. I think that's really important. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks Tina. Bye. Bye.